After seeing how upset my mother was, I began to doubt whether I was making the right decision. This was the woman who had carried me in her womb for nine months and cared for me as a child and had given me everything I ever needed. It might sound strange, but I felt that I became a better Christian after, after I became a Muslim in terms of I had a better understanding of Christianity or Jesus yeah. and, and the message that he was given after I accepted Islam. Like for the first two Ramadans, like one of my, one of my friends, like his mother would, she would have a plate set for me every night during my first two Ramadans for iftar every day wow. for two Ramadans. Today I'm here with brother Tom Finch, who has been Muslim for over 10 years, tabarakallah, a fitness enthusiast, an advocate of a strenuous lifestyle and someone who works as a profession in the supply chain. Supply chain management supply field. Supply yeah. chain management field. How are you going, Tom? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Good to be here. Thanks, for, actually, thanks for the invitation. So good to have you here, Alhamdulillah. And as soon as we started this podcast, when it comes to guests, one of the first people that came in mind, I said, we need to get brother Tom on this podcast. Tabarakallah. <laughs> I know you've Happy got a story. Here. You've been Muslim for 10 years. And I think it was in 2009. Correct. Yes. Ramadan. Yeah, just after uh, the, the last week of Ramadan. Subhanallah. Yeah. How did it all happen? I guess at the time I was just taking, I was just trying to uh, fill a void and, and get some answers to, to questions that I've been asking for for a few years now. I remember prior to Ramadan in 2009, I was, I spent some time traveling. Um, I spent some time with an uncle in. Actually, no, I was in Al-Andalus where I was sitting in a backpacker's... Spain, right? Yeah, yeah, in Spain, Spain. I was sitting in a backpacker's hostel and I was just dangling my feet outside the window. I was on the second or third floor. Um, and, and then I heard the Adhan being called and I didn't know what it was. I thought, oh, it's this beautiful sound. People, when I think about it, I, I kind of get goosebumps now. And I, I kind of felt that, okay, something's happening now, something special, something different, but I, I don't know how to respond. But then you see... Then I looked down at the, you know, sort of the cobblestone walkways beneath the backpackers hostel and you see all these people from different backgrounds coming together, coming out of buildings, emerging um, to, to go into this one building. So uh, I'd be <laughs> put on my put on my thongs and ran downstairs and uh, I was sort of walking past this building and, uh, and the windows were above eye level. So I could tell that there's all these people that have just gone in there responding to this this singing, I thought it was. So I'm walking past and kind of doing these ones to, to like see what was going on. I didn't yeah. know what was what was happening. Um, but then I, I kind of had, I saw people lining up and praying and I assumed that, okay, this is foreign to me. I'm a Catholic. I know that this is a majority like Catholic country. Um, th th they must be Muslims. So I thought, okay, cool. That's interesting. That was probably the first, it was the first real like interaction I had with, I've dealt with Muslims before. I had an Indonesian family that I grew up with who were wonderful people. I'm still, you know, good friends with them to this day. But um, in terms of interaction with Muslims or, or, or seeing Muslims in terms of something they would do on a day-to-day -day basis, um, I found that really interesting. So anyway, I went on the rest of my journey. Um, on the way back, I went via Dubai to stay with my mum's cousin at the time. He'd been working there for a few years. So hearing the Adhan being called five times a day, I thought, okay, look, I understand what this is now. It's the call to prayer. Um, people gathered to pray or pray at home. Okay, cool. So this is part of the, it sort of became part of my routine in, sort of in, in terms of something I, I, I would hear throughout the day from Mashallah. morning until Asia. But then when I came back to Sydney, I got in touch um, Anmar through the, um, the UMA website. Okay. 
and I sent him uh, sent an email, and um, brother brother Muhammad Al Shami wrote me back like within like minutes, you know, just saying, <laughs> "Hey man, what's up? Thanks yeah. for uh, here's the machine." Uh, you know, thanks for t- thanks for reaching out. By the way, we're having a barbecue. I think this was on like a Thursday. He said we're having a barbecue on Saturday. It's Ramadan. I don't know what that is, but cool yeah. barbecue. I, I eat meat. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it's the Australian way barbecue. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go check it out. And so I was there, and um, you know, I met Sheikh Shadi. I met um, the brothers from the the, the UMA, um, brother Saeed, and uh, uh, and and I thought, okay, cool. So there's families here. There's men. There's women. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm having a conversation with different men. You know, they brought me these beautiful food to my t- to the table. I'm like, okay, awesome. Was it intimidating to make that um, was, decision to go? Oh, look, I'm gonna. I don't know Muslims that well, but I'm just gonna go into a Muslim community event. Was that a bit intimidating? No, no, I had to do it. I had to do it. Like I, I had to find an answer to to a question. Like I, I with with me and I guess in my line of work as well, it's all about like, like you, you need to be taking action. Like if you, if you like, you're only as good as the opportunities that you walk past. So mm. if you if you know that something needs to be done, I've got to take it to the next level. I've got to. I need to talk to someone. I need to consult someone. I need to. Um, if I've got an inclination to do something or change something or address something, I, I, like I've got to do it. I, wow. I, I get twitchy. Wow. I struggle seeing still. Wow. So. And how old were you at that point? Oh, twenty. I think twenty-three. So you had a pretty open mind for a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. No, I had a pretty um, like I was a pretty um. I went to a, had a pretty diverse childhood. Like a lot of my friends growing up were, you know, from Iran, Afghanistan, and, nice, and these right. places. So I didn't know anything about the religious side of things. But man, I know Brother Ali. His mum makes awesome food. So mm-hmm. if it's his party or something at his house, I'm there 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you know, I didn't I didn't really have any issues in terms of oh, you know, I'm a white bloke and these people are from you know yeah. various different backgrounds. Um, I think seeing Sheikh Shadi for the ser- first time, Michelle, like, man, this you know big big brother with his beard of fire, um, you know. But he was he's the warmest, softest guy you would ever meet. And to this day, I remember I hadn't seen him in six years, and he came up to me, brother Tom, how are you? Salam alaikum. How is this? How is that? How I'm like, man, you, you're like a you're supporting like probably thousands of young Muslims in Sydney. You remember my name? You remember my background? How we met? So anyway, um, I digress, but. It wasn't intimidating. The reception um, from the Muslims was it was very warm. It was very generous. Um, it was very personalized. They had time. I realized that, hang on a second, these are guys that, okay, like Islam is their deen, but you know, I want to get into spearfishing. What you do spearfishing as well? Oh, yeah. you, you're into this. Oh, you you hunt as well. Oh, you you know, oh you're into, you know, you're into this and that. And all like, man, these are these are just blokes. Like they yeah. Yeah, they you know they they they're a bit more careful with the food they eat. Um, yeah, the family dynamics might be sort of a, a little bit different, but you put the culture aside and you, and um, well, you understand that there's you know there's, these these guys are just like me. They've got different aspects to their lives, different dimensions. And I thought, wow, look, these guys have got hobbies. They've got family. They're all they're all different. They're just blokes, and and they're all top guys. And I'm in touch with a lot of them uh, to this day. So. Um, that, that 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 introduction was very easy. I met a, a revert brother, um, uh, Martin, there, who uh, I took my shahada with. Um, I think it was only a few weeks a few weeks later, actually. Um, so it was a very special meeting him. But but I always kept in touch with the with the brothers at the UMA. Well, um, was there any moment? Would you like identify a moment where you said, "Hey, this is the religion for me"? To be honest, I think when I heard the adhan, I thought, "This is it for me." 
Like just this, is, the, this is like this is something that I need to like. Like I've, I felt that this is something I need to respond to. I didn't know how, um, but but I, I think when that happened, uh, it, that was sort of that was the the, the trigger. You could say, yeah. And then from there, well, without it, without knowing anything about the dean, well, really, was there any like some sort of theological? Um, discussion debate that you had with yourself to kind of decipher what kind of religion this is and whether or not mm. you can verify as the religion of God because mm. this is a big step right yeah 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 no it, it is definitely um, it, it, was, it was something that was very important for me to address but I, I never I never had a problem with Allah or God I think um, it probably wasn't until later in the high school years where I, I could sort of actually it was after high school there were some pretty interesting events that um, that I experienced where I thought, okay, like there's, there's the people that I'm meeting, the experiences that, um, that I've experienced, like there's, the, someone is, someone is guiding me. And I think from, from speaking to other, other reverts, um, to date, I think all of them, when they explain their story, you see, you see the different, um, characteristics of a lost parantala in their story in terms of like some brothers like a lot picks them up and and uh he, he like smacks them around like so you got to like this is this is a, like it's not a subtle intervention it's a i'm going to pick you up shake you um until you realize that you have to make a change and then i'm going to put you down and, and, and then see what happens it's whereas cool. for me it was very subtle it was sort of a door would a door was open i'd go to try and go through that door it would close so i would and there was different cues and, and and things along the way, which kind of made me believe that look, there's like I've got no problems with Allah. I know He's there, but I didn't know. Um, I, I had some challenges with, um, I, you could say, the church, not yeah. not not with not with religion per se. I was never really into like I would never call myself you know I wouldn't call myself a theologian, but I, I had those aspects about the church that challenged me. I, I, I found that when I would go there and try to ask questions about Allah and about purpose in life and and who, who really was um, the prophet Jesus and um, uh, I, what, what I found was, and it could have been the people that I was speaking to, but what I found was that there wasn't a lot of openness around questioning, you know, aqidah, aqidah or, or belief. The, the creed of the Christian yeah, yeah, it was difficult for me to get my hands on and really understand. But then when I started learning about Islam um, through classes at um, at the UMA Center, it just it all came together really, really easy, like easily. Even like I'm not a I'm not a genius, but it was it was so simple to understand. There was no conflict, and anything that was that 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 was a bit challenging for me to understand initially. It all came together down the track because the advice that I was given was just to, you know, be progressive, be rational, take it slow, take it easy, and I've got no problems with my, with my, you know, with my dean at all. Wow! Um, right. Sorry to stop the discussion, but if you enjoy what you're watching and would love to see more like this, please head over to our website at www.onepathnetwork.com and consider contributing. Whatever you can give would be greatly appreciated. Jazakallah khairan. And let's get back to the discussion. SubhanAllah, the way I see it is like, from what I get and what I sense from you is that you had complete, you know, submission that there was a God. You had that fitra, that natural disposition that there is a creator, there is a God, but you just didn't find the 
I guess, the essence mm. or the definition of God mm. within the Christian doctrine to be mm. satisfying for you. And it wasn't until you came to Islam that you found this logical, very simple definition of God, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Allah Say God is one. Yeah. 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 It's uh I think I think what I was looking for is, you know, just a, a clear definition of what, what what is expected of me. I I know through the through I think at the age of twenty three, I knew through interactions I'd had with people and experiences I'd had in my life to date at that point that life isn't about waking up, you know, earning an all on a dollar, coming home to to pay your bills or feed your family, and then you end up as worm food you know, a few decades <laughs> later. Like I knew that there was, there was more to that. My, my, even though I came from, we'll probably get into it a bit down the, a bit down the track, but I didn't come from a particularly like religious Catholic family. However, my mother, she always, um, I remember her saying over and over again, you know, treat, treat others how you want to be treated. Like just really simple doctrines which are in complete alignment with, with, with our Islamic values. Wow. So, um, yeah, subhanAllah. Well, no, that actually yeah, makes a lot of sense because even when you look through the Abrahamic faiths, there's a lot of uni universalities within them. You know, be kind mm. to your neighbor, be kind to those around you. But it, when it comes to the concept of God, I think this is where Islam truly stands out for its monotheistic mm. definition of God, which is so simple and so logical. Um, and, 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 once, and once that was clarified for me, um, it was very easy to then become more interested in, um, in theology. Wow. And to be honest, even be more interested in, I guess the you know the Christian doctrines and and and, and even and even their texts. Obviously, not being you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess a, we we have to part as part of our aqidah, We have yeah. to believe that you know there was a book that was given to Isa mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and previous prophets. So I was able. I think I became a better. <laughs> it might sound strange, but I felt that I became a better Christian. You know, after after I became a Muslim, in terms, of, I had a better understanding of Christianity or Jesus yeah. and and the message that he was given after I accepted Islam. So you became if like that a, makes any sense? Yeah, you became a better follower of Christ Jesus after becoming a Muslim. Well said. That's, well said. That's beautiful. Um, we done a bit of digging up, Tom, um, while you weren't here, and I actually came across a video. Ten I wasn't years there. I wasn't ago. there. Ten, wasn't you look very different to Barakallah. Mashallah, this fitness enthusiast has really. Helped, mashallah. You looked a bit different. I'm guessing you were about 23 in this video that I'm going to show. Okay. okay. You're going to find out. Go. Let's play the video. Tom Finch, this is your life. If these people were fasting, I had to fast as well. Alhamdulillah. I fasted the last week of Ramadan. It was a start. After telling my mother that I was going to be a, that I was going to be a Muslim, she didn't look at me for almost a week. Before speaking with her, I was happy that I'd found my religion after the prayer research and thought I'd invested to reach this decision. After seeing how upset my mother was, I began to doubt whether I was making the right decision. This was the woman who had carried me in her womb for nine months and cared for me as a child and had given me everything I ever needed. As you'd guess, by this stage I was pretty upset. After speaking with a friend, I was back on track after establishing that the reasoning behind making these changes is for me. Pleasing my parents is important, but pleasing my creator was of ultimate importance. Wow. Wow. Allah Akbar. SubhanAllah. Take us back to that moment. What was it like? The first year. The first year coming to your parents 
and just saying, look, you know, this is what I've chosen. I think, um, subhanAllah, I think uh, uh, I had very different reactions from different friends and family members. I had one mate who I actually saw for the first time in 15 years. Um, I'll answer the question. I'll come to the point directly, yeah, inshallah. Yeah. And uh, the other, the other, um, I was actually at my friend's uh, Bucks weekend, so I'm still like I, I love my friends from high school. Like I, you know, I love them like brothers. Yeah. They are my brothers, but um, in humanity, I was at my friend's Bucks weekend. I was the only sober guy there, alhamdulillah. So I was the first dater, um, but it didn't disrupt my routine. Uh, and I saw this guy, I'm like, man, this is the guy that I saw months before I took my shahada. And he actually, he said, no, Tom, you're a Muslim. And he's not a Muslim, he's not yet Muslim. But uh, yeah, so, so that was, that was, it. That was what, like, probably the first reaction that I got from one of my, my friends Respect. about me contemplating that I was gonna become a Muslim. He, he just said, no, Tom, you're gonna be Muslim. I'm like, wow. okay. That's like a, a, okay. a sign of respect. Like, look, this yeah, is. Yeah, like it wasn't an issue. So this isn't an issue. Like this is, this is, it's like he was saying, like this is a decision that you're, you're going to make. Yeah. Um, whether you've arrived at it yet or not, he says, like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a statement. Like this is, um, this is, you know, this is, I know you, this is, this is, this is what's going to happen. Like, okay. But then coming back to my family, I think my sister, who's a, an, an amazing, an amazing lady, she, she, and, and my father as well. Um, their, their reactions were very different to some of my other family members. Um, so with my with my sister and my dad, they were very very open minded. They were just they would just ask questions like, okay, well, so what does that mean in terms of how, how does that change our relationship? Like, you're still my brother, you're still my son. How does it change our relationship? Yeah. And I mentioned, okay, well, I guess I'll be a bit picky with my food and. I guess being a bodybuilder previously, they knew that I was a, a nutrition and food Nazi, so yeah. no news for them. But um, a lot of the a lot of the questions they asked, I couldn't answer yet. And I was like, okay, let me come back to you. I don't know yet. But um, but in terms of my interactions with them, like I just mentioned, that look, nothing. I'm still the same guy, same hobbies, same interests. Yes, like I've got something. There's there's a void that I need to fill through knowledge, and that's going to come through interacting with Muslims and attending, you know, structured courses mm -hmm. um um to to kind of uh you know to build the knowledge base that i need in order to propel myself forward through the next stage of my life and, and the rest of my life inshallah um so 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 no issues there um with my i guess with some friends with some other friends i, I noticed there was a lot of people that just started distant you know started unfollowing me sort of distancing mm -hmm. themselves from me like man this guy's putting up weight weird facebook posts and you know stuff like that and uh you know gee, I, I don't know what 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 does this so someone has become a muslim what happens from there yeah you know what's supposed to happen from there i don't know like i'm, I'm the first person from my group of friends that has made this decision so you know they didn't know what to expect which is which is fine um but i think the i guess what gets me a bit emotional is i think the dynamic between me and my mother um my mother is is an amazing woman uh, she's the most important person in my life, and uh, and she didn't receive the news um, particularly well. Um, I think she, I think in hindsight, she she maybe understands it a bit better now, um, along with probably a few other people. But um, it was very difficult for her, um, in particular the first you know the first few years. I think I think it actually took. 
it probably took about three years for us to um, pull together a a relationship which was um, somewhat represented representative of what it used to be. Like my mother was like carry any excuse for a party finch. Like any 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 Friday night, like she would she would be inviting my friends over for for a party or a barbecue or a get together. I wouldn't even know about wow. it. I said, "Oh, Finchy, by the way, we're coming to your house Friday." I'm like, wow. "Okay, whatever, you know, I'll see you there." Type of thing. So she's super hands on with my friends, super hands on with um with everything that I'm doing. Super supportive. Whatever I wanted to um, achieve, anything in life, she was like, "Okay." Like she'll put herself on the line. What do I need? You want to, you want to, you want to shoot for the Asia Pacific Championships next in in natural bodybuilding. Okay, what do I need to do? Do I right. need to cover meal prep? Do I need to cover tanning? Do I need like what do I need to do? I'm here. What an amazing woman. She's a machine. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so, so like that that was that was pretty heartbreaking. But it's a bit uh, I, I I it took me a while to understand her reaction. I think it took her a while to understand what does this mean for my son and i think i think in the in the you know i guess white yeah i guess like the, you know the anglo sort of australian community there's a um well there's a difference that i've observed observed between that community and i guess the muslim community where it's kind of a everyone's thinking oh well what 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 are, what is so and so going to think? What's what 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 am I? What's my mother going to think? What are my uh, aunties and you know uh, what are my brothers and sisters going to think? Extended family, mm. how's that going to reflect on me? So I could understand what would be going through through your mind. Whereas what I've noticed in the Muslim community, if someone's got a problem, it's like a open door policy. You know, it's like yeah, Aki, I've got a problem with this. I'm really struggling. Okay, Everyone all right, man. I right, bring the tea. Bring the tea. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> we're gonna. Like the, we we yeah. need to rally around this brother who's in a difficult situation. Let's 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 remedy the issue now, because mm. um, you know we, we wouldn't want something to happen to him that, that could happen to ourselves. We want, yes, yeah, so, um, so so I think I think I, I probably understand the reason why she was struggling, but also like she probably didn't know exactly what the evolution was going to look like. Like a lot of my friends, I think initially when you. When you jump into something, you get super enthusiastic. Like you know, you hear about the you know, Macom and the Darajat, like you, the, the you know the ascents and then the, and then the troughs. And I think initially the first twelve months, you're just trying to. It's like zero to one hundred. How yeah, you're on that hype? How how can I? How quickly do I become a you know one hundred percenter type of yeah. thing? Um, and so I was a bit uh, overzealous for all the right reasons. I've got no regrets, but um, I think now in hindsight, I'm probably more. Well, my mates told me on the weekend, look, I'm a lot more mellow. But it doesn't mean that I've, I've um, compromised on my principles at, at, at all. I'm just, I think it's more about how, how I respond to events, how, um, um, yeah, how, how I deal with things, yeah. I, I think, yeah. So you were saying it took about three years to finally get back on, I, wouldn't say, I won't say good terms, but natural terms, neutral terms with your mother after that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. revelation, hey, I'm going to become a Muslim. Yes. What do you think worked? What do you think, you know, didn't go to your advantage? I'll tell you what did work, uh, grandkids. So when grandkids came, oh, well. that changed the game. It, <laughs> the it's, secret. It's, you know, it softened the hearts. So, uh, but, but I think um, in terms of, I find, what was the question? What, what, what didn't work yeah, well? Yeah, what didn't work well? I think... Um, I think probably not sharing more sooner with my mother. I think 
I think, you know, bringing someone along the journey. And if someone's important, if someone is really important to you and, 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 you're, and you really want to make, like address a serious problem that you have in your life, whether, you know, whether it's a mental health issue or it's, a, it's a, an iman or a faith issue or a health issue or whatever it is, like if, if you're going to make a big change in your life, I think the wise approach is to, you need a support team around you and you need to bring people on the journey. If you're going to make a significant change in life, whether it's to address a you know an iman issue, a health issue, a mental health issue, physical health issue, whatever it might be, or you want to change career or anything like that, then you need a support team around you. Don't try and be a hero, but you've got to bring this team on the journey. You can't expect everyone, people with different inclinations, different outlooks, different backgrounds, to just kind of go in and support you blindly. So I think what I would, what I would have done is probably explained the issues that I'm trying to address to my mother to give her a chance to come on that journey with me it's we can take practical steps to try and influence an outcome but we we can't it's Allah who decides what the outcome is going to be so um I would have attempted to probably be engaged a bit better um earlier on um so there'd be a bit of a build-up before uh, it wasn't just a you know me practicing in hiding and then boom by the way hey mom I'm a Muslim I've decided to be a Muslim it, it, it wasn't the wisest approach. So it kind of met the objective, it met my objective in the short term, which yeah. is just looking at myself one dimensionally. I'm going here, whether there's a brick wall in the way or not, I'm going forward, I'm going through it. It's, uh, you know, I don't think you could expect much more from a 23 year old. Right. But, um, just like opened the can of worms out of nowhere, out of the blue, just bang. Hey, well, well there, there was indications. There was indications, I, I, I would think. Um, maybe she, I think my mum, I guess, you know, seeing a, uh, I'm, I'm the only boy in my family mm. uh, and I've got, you know, my sister as well. But I think my mo- like a mother observing the, how a, a young man evolves and, you know, you're going, going in and out of trends and you're influenced by different people you're hanging around with and sports and hobbies and stuff like that. And she probably thought, okay, look, Tom, you know, he's, he's becoming a bit more mature. Um, he's, he's questioning his morals and ethics a bit better. He's becoming a man. This is all part of the... Um, um you know just the you know the passing of time and the um you know the process of becoming a man trial and error and all this sort of stuff i don't think she expected it to progress to a point where it would trigger you know the decision um that that, that i made well to change your faith um i wanted to take or accept you- the faith rather because i wouldn't say that i was a particularly categorically on the census form i would have ticked yeah christian catholic but mm. when i accepted islam it was really i, I view it and, I, and the way that i felt is that i was actually accepting a faith well Allah, that's that's, mm. that's you know that's like that conviction that islam constantly emphasizes subhanallah i want you to give a word to the muslim community you know lots of muslims they come together and we want you know to cater for new muslims and yeah. you've been muslim alhamdulillah for 10 years which is you know that that's that's a major achievement. May Allah keep you steadfast. Amen. What would you give advice for the Muslim community in terms of helping new Muslims like yourself back then to keep them on the right path? I think there was no one telling me to, reminding me to. I think a bit further down the track, I was given the advice of you know look, just be slow, be progressive, be rational, take it easy. Hmm. I kind of got that advice probably two years later than I would have wanted it but yeah. it but it's not to say that the, the brothers that were supporting me were doing me a disservice they were I was asking questions they could tell that I was hungry and they were feeding me mm. um so um it's no fault of anyone else's but I, I think 
We're all learning at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and we're all in this together. Yeah. So, you know, just Alabatic Fig, thank you for taking the op opportunity to have me here and, mm. and share my, I guess, version of the truth, so to speak, or, you know, based on what I experienced. But I think in terms of what, what went really well after accepting Islam, I, I was really fortunate. Like when I hear stories of a lot of other, you know, my revert friends, um, that I'm in touch with today. One of my best mates is, a, you know, he's a revert as well. He's a few years ahead of me, though. Um, I heard, I hear horror stories. Wow. The hardest thing that I had was really the relationship, the strain on the relationship with my mother, and and I guess how I manage things throughout that period. Um, and there's a lot in hindsight. We all have 2020 vision, but I sort of reflect and I think, okay, there's a lot of stuff I could have done better, but. Like for the first two Ramadans, like one of my one of my friends, like his mother would, she would have a plate a plate, um, out. She would have a plate set for me every night during my first two Ramadans for iftar every day. Wow. I'm not going to mention the brother's name, but you probably know who he is. Every day, his um, you know, his mum will be like, "Okay, is Tom coming? Is Tom coming?" And you know, there's you know, his brothers and sisters, father, mother, and, and there's a plate for me next to next to my friend every night for for two Ramadans. Allah and 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 the only reason it stopped is because you know I got I got married after that. But, um, you know, in terms of in terms of support from the mashayikh, like uh, the, the, there was no lack of there was no lack of support there. In terms of support from, um, you know, my friend's family uh, and, and other brothers that I met, there was no lack of support there. Um, but but I, I compare my uh. I compare my uh, um, experiences and my journey to, to other brothers I've met. I'm like, man, there's – you hear stories like, you know, a brother would, you know, they would take their shahada, not not in a sort of a private setting. They didn't even ask the – well, Allahu alam. But, but, but from what I've heard, there's a lot of experiences where uh, sort of softer, quieter brothers were – you know that they would, you know, they would be not forced, but encouraged to take the shahada in front of like a masjid with hundreds of people. Whereas for me, it was just me, my friend Martin, and mm. brother Akram, mm. and uh, you know, and their their wives as well. You know, on the others, you know, on the couch as well. But it was just it was just me and two brothers. You know, I'd ask some questions. Okay, blah 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 blah. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, and, and that and that was that, that that was really important for me. Uh, because I could have taken the shahada earlier in front of a much bigger crowd, but uh, it wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have been one hundred percent comfortable with that. Mm. And so I think that's a you know if 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 if, if we have someone that's saying, look, I, I want to I want to accept Islam, maybe talk to them about the okay, well, what does success look like for them? What would they be comfortable with? Talk about the how, the where, the when. Um, if they want to take shahada now and they're in the masjid, you know, beautiful, bring them to the front if they're comfortable. And I'm sure that, you know, there's, the, the, there'll be hundreds and thousands of brothers, well, the, the whole ummah yeah. know, around the world that will be wanting to, to embrace this brother and, you mm. know, hug him and welcome him and, and everything. But, um, you know, maybe that's not what success would look like for everyone in, in, initially, initially. Mm. Um, and also, uh, Straight after the shahada, what I've heard a few times is, "Okay, brother, what's your name?" Uh, Alex. Okay, uh, we're going to call you Ali. Okay, everybody <laughs> say. And the, the brothers, like, oh, man, I'm Alex. There's nothing wrong with like, the, the, like from a fiqh perspective. Yeah. There's no need to change my name. My parents gave me this name. They thought this would be an honourable name that they want to give me mm. as their son. Why change it? So you know, sometimes you you look at videos. I've heard it firsthand, but also you look at videos and the brothers, like, "What? I'm Ali now, man." Like, <laughs> 
change your name. Okay, I, I, I didn't sign up for that, but mm. yeah, alhamdulillah, Ali is a beautiful name. But I think I think perhaps um, you know, I guess bring bring the brother on the journey. Um, reiterating what I was saying before, just find out okay, what what type of you know what type of brother or sister is this? Are mm. they? Do, do they want to be in front of a camera? Do they not want to be in front of the camera? Do they want anything broadcasted or published, or do mm. they just want to do their own thing? Like I've heard stories of um, brothers in the US that were that they'll be part of the Muslim communities for three, four, five years before they take their shahada, and then when they're ready, they're like, "Okay, cool. Okay, you know, you want to take your shahada? Okay, good. All right, cool. So, Mabruk, congratulations. Warm hugs. Here's some food. Wow. Let's get back to the program type of thing. So there's yeah, lots of different approaches that could be taken, inshallah. Well, so I guess it comes back to just understanding the individual at hand mm. and just really, you know, making sure that you're accommodating this specific person. Because people have different personality types. Someone's mm. introverted, someone's extroverted. Mm. You've got to make sure that you listen to them and have that, you know, connection before you, I think, throw them into the deep end or give them too much too soon. And, and I don't want to get too mechanical with this, but, you know, doing like a bit of a risk assessment to think, okay, well, what 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 could this mean to the brother like how how is his mum going to respond how is his wife going to respond mm -hmm. how are his children going to respond if he's got children um what because if any 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 gap that appears in his life it's the responsibility of us as muslims the ummah to to address whatever needs this new brother or sister has well um so i think uh, not just being there for the you know the takbirat after the yeah. after the shahada and okay see you later brother ali i'm gonna i've got to go pick up my kids I'll, someone will look after you don't worry it'll be fine she'll mm. be right mate let's go but okay well i i had i had a whole group of brothers that were literally holding my hand step of the way every step of the way wow. um you know translating from arabic to english helping me with my arabic Wow. guiding me towards you know people that okay 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 you're a bit you've got an inclination towards this type of learning okay well maybe this you know this this sheikh or this 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 teacher might be a better person for you to sit with or this uncle or whoever it might be wow. so i guess it's it comes down to that look beyond the glamour the mm. glitz and the glamour of the shahada the mm. lights the camera the action of the shahada and look what's beyond that and i think that's something we really need to I guess appreciate and acknowledge when someone mm. new does come to this religion. And alhamdulillah, from what I, the gist I'm getting from you or the vibe I'm getting from you is alhamdulillah, you did have a good support network surrounding you. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And on saying that, your journey towards learning Islam, as you were saying, it did take some time. It doesn't happen overnight. What was your journey towards learning more about Islam that I guess new Muslims or people newly practicing Muslims can take on board? to start their pursuit towards gaining that religious knowledge? What works? What doesn't work? What do you think is the right way to go about it? It's an interesting question. I think how, how I would answer that and my view is that um, I th structured learning works for me. I, I, I enjoyed attending, you know, the, you know, the sort of Iman boost lectures where you go there and you, le you leave pumped up and okay, I'm, you know, you wake up the next morning and you know you get distracted by the dunya and this and that and family responsibilities whatever like it doesn't I, for me it didn't really have a lasting effect it's good to kind of you know i guess reinvigorate the iman a bit and, and mm. give a bit of a reminder like but that boost yeah i think what i think what really helped um was um going to you know going to you know the, the uma center initially you know daughter and abbas and um and daughter aisha uh, a bit later down the track to actually follow a um kind of a holistic learning program a structured learning program which 
which covers, you know, fiqh and aqidah and tarbiyah and yeah. and usul al-fiqh and, and um, ulum al-Quran and, yeah. Yeah. and the sh- studying the shama'il, like knowing and, and allowing myself to, or allowing oneself to fall in love with Muhammad sallallahu yeah. alayhi wa sallam. Oh, like when you... When you study the the Shama'il, for example, and the uh, it's it's a it's a game changer. You can't you can't you can't read the the Shama'il Muhammadiyah without falling in love with this man. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So I think um so so that that's what worked for me. And and uh, apart from the 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 the, the blessings and, and and all the support that I had earlier on, being in in Sydney where you have these facilities these foundations and organizations that are there established ready to support you it's uh look I I, I really uh, I feel for brothers and sisters that are in situations where um that they these resources might be inaccessible I know that there's some online courses and there's YouTube and mashallah there's beautiful content being published Mm. on YouTube and through social media but um uh I was very fortunate to 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 be guided to accept Islam in Sydney, alhamdulillah, and, alhamdulillah. Uh, and to benefit from the, the, all the community has to offer. Because wow, there's so much goodness in the community in Sydney. Allah, Allah. So, that structured learning is so important. And just for viewers to know that um, Brother Tom, he did mention a different uh, range of centers and services within Sydney. Um, and he also mentioned the word the shama'il. The shama'il refers to the characteristics, the traits of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And you know that that you kind of really encompass the way forward for new Muslims and those that you know begin their journey towards learning about Islam. So Alhamdulillah, from your journey so far, the vibe I'm getting it's been all smooth sailing. The brothers are helping you. You're learning your deen. Everything is going well. But I personally know that over these ten years, things haven't always been fine and dandy. There have been times in your journey when I guess we can say the going did get pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, I guess, not going into too much, uh, not going into the rabbit hole too deep, but in terms of advice that could be beneficial to the brothers and sisters out there, um, you know, there's a saying that, that that I like, which which kind of helps, kind of pump me up or build a bit more of a sense of urgency about doing things in my day to day life. But you know, it, words to the effect of. If you know when, when the going gets hard, you know you get hard. You got to you know suck it up, yeah. suck it up, buttercup. Uh, yeah. You know yeah, move yeah. forward and, and and try and do stuff. You know that you might not be comfortable doing because it's it's part of the it's it's part of the strategy. It's part of the long term plan. You know in order to move forward to achieve your objective, you need to you need to take decisions. But there's a difference between pain and suffering. And pain is something you can, you know, you can endure. Like Allah, Allah has made us as very to be very, uh, you know, resilient creatures. Mm. And when you look at the, you look at the type of food and stuff that people are putting inside their bodies, and you think, man, these people are still alive. How, <laughs> Subhanallah, it's it's a miracle, you know. But but from a from a mental stress and from like any man perspective, like if you've got serious challenges, there's a difference. I'm not a professional in this area. I'm not trying to give you know mental health interventions or You're anything like who's that. Went through the path, but you know you can be patient with pain, and you can be tough in 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 in, in diversity. And you know, uh, and you know, Allah can Allah can give you you know huge amounts of patience. But there's a difference between pain and suffering. And if you genuinely are suffering, there's you need to reach out to to. To someone to help, someone that you trust, uh, you know, the, the the one of the the shuyuk or sheikhs or um, you know m- mental health 
practitioner or just a brother that you trust or an uncle or an elder talk to someone about it there's just a difference like if you even if you even if you're, you're struggling with being patient with you know some pain talk to someone about it let someone know what you're going through um so that you know if they notice some behaviors changing in you uh that you know they can pull you aside and say look brother um you know i'm just you're not you're not being quite yourself um perhaps perhaps you need to deal with something you know slightly differently so you know get some help reach out there's a lot of help out there um and just again there's a there's a there's a difference between pain and suffering pain is something you can endure and show Allah and be patient with but if you're genuinely suffering uh, you need to um, perhaps take some advice around the best way to to deal with that and, and and overcome something if the steps you've been taking to date haven't been remitting the the underlying root cause and that's actually coming from you mashallah brother that's yeah a big boy a big boy mashallah but even he's saying you know when the going does get tough you know if you do go down the if you do go down that slippery slope of suffering man you need to reach out and i think that's that's very important tom i wanted to cross something with you from your journey towards islam i feel like you've embraced your identity as a muslim but at the same time you haven't given up who you were to begin with so you were a person who was you know a fitness enthusiast someone who was concerned about his health someone concerned about his food and i feel like you've still maintained that aspect of your identity while at the same time embracing your faith as a muslim um how did you achieve that yeah it's, it's an interesting question or interesting point um I, I don't feel that i'm missing out on anything that I, that was dear to my heart now compared to when I, I was a Muslim I guess you know as you mature you evolve you kind of figure out what's a trend and what's something that you genuinely like that adds value to your life and that you want to keep in your life um but I, I it's not like being a you know an Aussie bloke and like I, I wasn't big into drinking and partying prior to accepting Islam like I was living a very strict lifestyle big on nutrition and fitness and the gym and all that sort of stuff so it's not like the partying and alcohol and, and, and that and that sort of thing was a big part of my life. Barbecues definitely were. That's non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me at least. But yeah, in terms of in terms of having, you know, hobbies, having pursuits, um, while still learning, you know, learning about your deen and attending the masjid and things like that, you know, we're, we're not all cookie cutter Muslims. You've got, you know, Muslims from like every continent around the world different cultures, different families, different backgrounds, different, everyone has different inclinations. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't, you know, have a, have a, have a balanced life and have your hobbies and things like that and have that detract from your deen or, um, and, and again, what I mentioned before, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing anything that I really loved, um, doing before. I guess it comes back to understanding and acknowledging that everyone has a different personality, different hobbies, different interests. And I guess it's, the fact that you can maintain those as long as they, I guess, uh, conform to your religious identity as a Muslim. And from what I understand is that one of your biggest interests mm. is food, health and, and permaculture. Yeah. Like from a, from a food perspective, like, uh, you know, eating halal food, obviously, it's a, you know, it goes without saying, um, but it's something we need to, you know, we, we, need, to, we need to do. But the, the, the closest we come to nature every day or the creation of a law apart from you know that everything's you know created by a law but in terms of being in touch with nature the closest we come to that every day for the average muslims that are living in the suburbs or in the city or in an apartment building it's with our food mm. um so i think one thing that helped me a lot uh is focusing on the types of food i was eating so 
the cleanest food with you know that have traveled the least kilometers that was grown by people that i could identify or it was or it was um brought to the marketplace by people i know and, and can identify you know with minimal packaging um you know the food was grown in a healthy environment where the farmers were healthy um i think it's played a big role in my decision making process with you know with family and also where i want to live uh, in the future um Right. You know, if, if if you can live closer to where your food is coming from, and you can have a develop, you can have a relationship with the farmers, or or if you can grow it yourself, like I, we grow a lot of our own food in our backyard with you know small, you know meat rabbits, uh, chickens, uh, you know fruit trees, veggies, whatever we can grow. Um, right. I, I think it's I think it's an important thing for when it comes to balance as well. Talking about balance, I think uh, it's a great way to to have. Uh, you know, to bring a bit more activity in your life when you're moving hay around and feeding chickens, and 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 you're and you see less waste and less scraps going into the bin. You're being more careful with your decisions, and there's less food being wasted. It kind of um, it, it just changes the way that it ch- changes the dynamic of the household when you're being more careful about your you know your your your, your food decisions and you're, you're cooking your food from scratch. You're eating out less. And things like that. It's it's kind of a bit hard to put a finger on or list all the benefits, but it, I think it helped me be at home more. It helped make you know food preparation and things like that be a part of the kids' life. You know, we're yeah. making you know the kids know how to make a lot of their own food and you know make their fruit juices and, yeah. and and things like that. And they're not used to getting stuff out of a package. They know where food comes from. Actually, it's, it's funny you mentioned that and the importance of being sustainable and the importance of looking after yourself. I think that's something really important and it's funny you say that because right now we're seeing this uh, coronavirus epidemic whereby people are just hoarding all the food and all the supplies they can we're come seeing, across. Like you, you look at the things that can happen in the marketplace and why it's better to you know focus on your your home, uh, you know, focus on you know attendance in the masjid, but focus on... I guess, excuse the pun, but like, you know, getting your own backyard in order yeah. um, when it comes to, uh, I guess, focusing on your house, focusing on your family, uh, not, not you know, not avoiding the marketplace. But from a permaculture perspective, it's not hard. I know I've been nagging you for probably months mm. now. Um, I'm probably due to start nagging you again yeah. um, around, okay, well, what food are you growing in pots? Like if you live in a, a, ta- a, a granny flat or a townhouse mm. or an apartment, there's nothing stopping you from having a worm farm so that a lot of your organics like not you know onions or citrus but you know a lot of the other you know veggies and fruit can go into a worm farm i do got the oregano some basil uh, i've got the oregano pumping yeah we got beautiful that. beautiful um yeah but but it's not it's there's it's so easy to just grow a few things in a pot plant like there's nothing stopping you from being self-sufficient when it comes to having you know maybe a maybe a, a kumquat tree in a in a pot, uh, some some other pots with herbs, uh, and and a worm farm on a, on a you know it shouldn't smell uh, if it's if it's looked after correctly. But then you're producing your own organic something that's going to add value to the and bring life into your soil. That's going to help you grow your fruit trees. And what's it come from? A worm farm. What went into it? Your food scraps. So yeah. it's from a permaculture perspective. It's about and and you know I'm I'm not qualified to speak with this as um, brother Jamal Dean Lawton Jeff Lawton. Um, and actually, that's homework to everyone. Research Zaytuna Farm and get up there as soon as you can, inshallah. Mm. If you want to understand permaculture in its essence, um, and and these these kind of loops that you can set up around, okay, well, you're turning waste into something that actually adds value. 
um, in the food system, you've got to get to Zaytuna Farm, inshallah, if you're, if you're, if you're in Australia. Um, I'll be moving no, closer there. In I've a few actually weeks visited time. that place and it's a, it's, it's a wonder to behold when you see what a Muslim can do when he's in charge of farming, permaculture, and he can produce his own foods. Fruits, produce, even meat. How are looking after their own meat? And it's an educational institute as well. So you're not just, um, you know, you, you're teaching people how they can do it too. Like when it comes to when it comes to sharing knowledge, like you, you, you ask a, a permaculture question to Jeff Lawton or, or you know Sheikh Hassan or any of the other brothers that have um, completed their permaculture design certificate, and you know we're all in this together. And it's just so easy to set up some small food systems at home. Wow. Um, it's it's yeah. about sharing, you know. It's about no longer hoarding, guys. It's all about that sharing, sharing information, uh, be, sharing becoming, knowledge, becoming self-sufficient, becoming inshallah. self-sufficient. In, and if and if and if self-sufficiency or, or or the the step a step you can take towards that is just growing a couple of herbs on your windowsill, it's a step in the right direction. Um, how, how many of us would take a special trip down to the supermarket, you know, burning petrol and time and so on and so forth? Uh, to, to just get some herbs or something like that when it's something you could grow from home. Yeah, we have a green Muslim here. He's wearing green, green hat. I got the, green, I got the memo with, about the green shirts. We're all, all about being green Muslims today. So, Jazakallah khairan brother Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Alhamdulillah, we, we got to speak about a lot. We got to speak about your personal journey to Islam, the way Islam has shaped you, the way it's shaped, I guess, your family dynamics and even the way forward for new Muslims towards learning Islam. And of course, we got to speak about your beloved interest of food and health and I felt like that was so fruitful for myself I hope for our viewers Jazakallah khairan thank you very much once again if you have any suggestions feedback for future podcasts please leave them in the comments below thanks so much for watching and assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh